Hey everybody, the regular edition of the South Carolina Pro Wrestling Report will be coming at you tomorrow with results and a look ahead at upcoming shows. But for now, I got a great interview I did this weekend, and here we go right now. It's Heath Mulliken with the South Carolina Pro Wrestling Report, the Double Drop Kick Show, and the SOS Custom Wrestling Network. And we're down here in Thompson, Georgia with Viral Pro Wrestling. But I am honored to be joined by the two men behind so many things, WrestleForce, the WrestleForce Radio Network. Uh, Life Cheers. Lessons in Pro Wrestling. Life Russell Roast. Russell Roast. Uh, we do just as much as he does. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I'm just trying to catch up. I'm years behind. Uh, you probably recognize the voices. It's Bob Keller and Brett Wolverton. Gentlemen, thank you for taking some time to join me here today. No, thank you for having us, man. We appreciate it. No, uh, I've been listening to your, your podcast. I've been really loving the... He's the uh, one. Yeah. I've been loving the... Uh, <laughs> Two. Yeah, but that's just us refreshing to make sure it made it on there. Oh, okay. It's refreshing to know that on our podcast, we we aren't the only ones that talk about like our gripes and like the things that like drive us nuts <laughs> about independent wrestling. Yeah, it, uh, Heath, Heath is the one that messaged me the other day and said, uh, I love the show, especially the gripes. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, we don't do that often, but boy, when you get those times where you just go... All right, we got to talk about this. This one right. was just, this was something else. <laughs> Let's do two intermissions. This will be a great idea. Well, you know, that that, that was one that really caught me because it, they, uh, that particular event, they were using the steel cage, right. and you, you, it doesn't take us long to put our cage up. Our cage goes up very quickly and very safely, right. and, you know, I don't need people standing behind me telling me what to do when they've never done a steel cage before. But at the same time, you you don't need a second intermission because you we could get the cage up within the period of what most people use for an intermission. Right. So. Right. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Well, what I wanted to have you guys on to talk about. I was just thinking, did we actually introduce ourselves, or we just we? I think we jumped right in. I don't think we ever said who we were. Well, he said, did. Did he? I could yeah, he did. I, I, yeah, I, he did. I get hit in the head a lot. Hey, <laughs> this is not life lessons in pro wrestling with Bob <laughs> Keller and Brett Wolverton. We are not in the WrestleForce Radio Podcast Studios, and. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Heath. <laughs> uh, was really, there a question? Yeah. <laughs> really, I mean, the reason I wanted to have you guys on was uh, WrestleForce is coming back July 14th. And for somebody like me who's really only got into Carolina wrestling the last uh, two or three years, really, WrestleForce, really, their great, your great run was before then. So I wanted just to talk to you and what kind of, for people who are unfamiliar with WrestleForce, introduce them to that. But then that you do have a really strong uh, base of fans who are really excited that you guys are coming back. So, so, so do you want me to start in the beginning? Is that, yes, is that, you were okay. born. And well, no, 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 I was, no. I was going back further than that. My mom what? and dad met in 1969. Gotcha. Um, actually, um, I think it was in 70. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm doing math in my head right now and nothing. Does not compute. Yeah, does uh, need more information. Uh, no, uh, I actually took over WrestleForce. There was a group of a couple guys that, that had WrestleForce, and I had actually, with my disc jockey business, had picked up a new new bar that I was working at, and they wanted something different to uh, uh, to make some money and things like that. Hang on for a second. Hey, guys, we're recording. Can you stop doing that? <laughs> Anyhow. Um, <laughs> You're good. You're good. So, 
Um, I had uh, told the folks that had Russell Force at the time that uh, that I was going to be running some events, and uh, they were actually looking to get out. And being that I was, they were using my promoter's license, my ring, my sound. So basically, I just basically took over the Russell Force name and took over. Uh, some, excuse me, some of the talent at that time. Uh, Brought Brett in to do a little more than just announcing. Uh, Brett really is, you know, the the brains behind a lot of things, and he's 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 more than my right hand. Right. Um, and you know that that's what when we started the podcast, you know, Brett was the first one. I was like, hey, you got to be in here on this thing. And yeah. Russell Roast, him and Boomer, you know, both those guys. My wedding, Brett and Boomer. <laughs> um, so um, we we. we took Russell Force to the hangar and at that time there was really in the Carolinas itself there were a lot of there was a lot of great talent not that there isn't now right. but you had guys like Cedric Alexander yeah. Gunner uh, Caleb Conley Adam Page Dash Wilder Scott Dawson wow those guys all have jobs with, with bigger <laughs> companies now and of course Skyler was just coming up and uh, there Jake James was just coming up at the time uh, and, and just God, we were still bringing in guys from the Baltimore, Maryland area and West Virginia and stuff like that, but not as many. Right. Uh, it wasn't stacked. Uh, like the shows that we did originally were twice a year. You had yeah. Spring Fling and we had Fall Brawl. Right. right. And they were both bar shows, which we, bar Outside. shows are, God, bar shows are fun to do. Those are, those are our thing. And, yeah. and they're, fa- they're still family events. Yeah. They're not a typical right. bar show where, where people are dropping trowel or eating whipped cream out of uh, inconspicuous oh areas That's and right. things like that. Um, I, I really clean that up for you, buddy. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thank yeah. you very much. So, uh, the opportunity was to expand, start running more right. you know, than twice a year. Yeah, even if it was a monthly, I think we were trying to do at least every other month. Right, or at least every six weeks, something like that. And that that's where running at the hangar came into play. Um, and But we we then grew to having a core group of guys. Right. Um, the Russell Force before, you you would have a, a couple core group of guys, but for the most part... There's a every, lot of national... A lot of national stuff and a lot of... Uh, we did one at Swansea High School. I actually partnered with the... The previous uh, administration, and it looked—it it was basically TNA versus WrestleForce. Wow! Uh, you had Crimson, you had Luke Gallows, Robbie E, Robbie e and you know, Gangrel was in Gang- on that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we—it we, was—it was really a mixed bag. Right. And then when we moved to the hangar, it really became a core group of guys of Cedric Alexander, Dash Wilder, John Schuyler, um B.J. Hancock, Zane Freely. Riley, uh, Michael Freely, the, the Bravado Brothers. Uh, Caleb Conley, uh, Brady Pierce, and th- those were really it, 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 with a mixture. And then every show, it got to the point where we added new faces. Right. Uh, and that's something that I've always wanted to do. Is always, even if it's just one new face, give this way nobody can say we well, run the same thing all the time. Because well, we don't. Because this guy's never been here. Or this guy's on, right. on his second time. Or this guy's on his third time. And, it, and we give people opportunities that way. Uh, to come and experience something a little different than what maybe what they're used to as far as how people run things and uh, you know get, I've always I've always told the guys that I've that I've trained the only way you're going to get better you you can learn the basics at the, at the training building and you can you continue to do that but the only way you're going to get better is to work with people that are better than you they're better than you and or 
or out there more and start traveling, and, and th that's the way you got to do it. Right. Um, and just some guys picked up on that. Uh, guys like Kevin Phoenix and Zuka King, and yeah. you know they started out there when until I took over WrestleForce had never. I don't think either one of them had ever done a WrestleForce event. I know Zuka King hadn't because um, he had just started training uh, right when I took it over. Um, Jared Fritz, the referee, he's another one. Uh, so what year was that when you when you took it over? Oh, was it 2012, 2013? Okay. I would say 2013, maybe 2014. Yeah, right around 2013. Yeah, okay. right around there. Yeah, I had to think about it because you know my my father passed away in 2010. It's unfortunate that I, I have to I go back to All those right. dates to kind of remember what happened sure. before and what happened after. Um, like if you ask me about the divorce, I can tell you about that. Just <laughs> right in the middle of all that stuff going on with my dad. Um, you know, talking about things right there that, you know, happy and sad moments. You know, my father passing sad and divorce, happy. You know? <laughs> uh, so, you know why divorces cost so much? Because they're worth it. Uh, so, but anyhow, back to WrestleForce. The, that was one of the things, you know, we had, we had something really go, good with a hangar there. As a matter of fact, I, I don't mind saying this publicly because I've said it privately and said it to the, the owner's face, which is he's no longer in business, <laughs> openly, in front of everybody in the building. That was uh, probably the best ending to a Russell Force show I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, I actually moved Russell Force. The, the owner of the building, or the, the, the business, we had some creative dif differences. Right. Uh, we were creative, creative and he was, he different. was different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Of all the bands that he had put in there, if you combined them, right. they combined crowds didn't equal to one WrestleForce event. Yeah. That's how great we were starting to really grow, go there. On three occasions, the kitchen ran out of food. Yeah. That, I mean, that's how good of business they were doing. Yeah. And then, of course, I was hosting the karaoke show there on Thursday, Fridays, and Saturday nights. And then they got some new management. I didn't have any problems with the management, but things just kept being steered different directions. And I'm not going to say I was lied to because they swear they didn't lie to me, but what, what they told me and what happened are two different things. Right. Maybe it wasn't a lie. Maybe it was just a stretch of the truth, however you want to look at it. Um, so February or the December 28th show of that year, I got in the ring at the end of the night, and I announced that Russell Force would be leaving the hangar and would be moving to the Spires Rec Center in Casey. And I also told them that I would no longer be DJing at the hangar and right. that you know, they could find it a, me. It was a very public uh, quitting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I figured he didn't want to talk to me in private. I'd made sure I had witnesses, and I had yeah. about 175 of them. Yeah. So. Um, so, and then we went to the Spires Rec Center and some... Which we had done one or two shows uh, there. Yeah, but before the, the previous administration had done a couple shows there. Yeah. And the, the, the people that run that building, they... It's based on an hourly rate, right. and the last couple of shows felt rushed. At least right. they did to me. Gotcha. Uh, and when you can't get into a building until a certain time to set up, you can't set things up exactly how you want them. It really wasn't filming friendly yeah. uh, atmosphere because you couldn't dim the mm -hmm. lights and, and put focus right there on the ring. Uh, I think we had some outstanding events there. Um, the stuff we Amazing had at the hangar, too. yeah, and we had some real good crowds there as well. Uh, that was the uh, War Games cage match that we did. Mm -hmm. um, that seen Skyler start a match after a very long night before, and uh, Doc Gallows was in that, that, Gunner. that Gunner. That was during the Aces and Eights time so, yeah. period there. So 
there, there was a little bit of an invasion there as well. Um, and then some things kind of fell apart with that. And Swansea High School had actually contacted us. Um, it was their dance and drama department had contacted. Actually, my daughter was uh, an assistant dance teacher there. And they contacted us about doing a wrestling event. So they came to one of our shows. And some of the parents were like, oh, it's pro wrestling. Oh, we don't want this. And, you know, we see this on Monday night. We don't want that in our school. And they, they came to the show and before intermission, they're like, when can we get this at the high school? Right. This is, this is going to be awesome. We, we'd love to have something like this. And we started working on this. And at the time, I, had, I wound up having to have shoulder surgery. Uh, I injured, I've injured myself at my regular job. And uh, I got a call from the principal and said, hey, we're just two weeks out. We're not going to be able to do the show. Why? What, tell me what the problem is. Let's fix the problem. Yeah. Anybody that knows me or has been around me even for five minutes knows, don't come to me and tell me we have a problem right. if you don't know how to fix it. Right. Or don't tell me something won't work unless you have at least attempted a solution. If you don't know how to fix it, you don't know that it ain't gonna, then it's not going to work. Right. And that, that's my opinion. That, you know, you know, some people may feel differently about that, and they're entitled to that. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. But I, I, he was like, "Well, they, they said you don't, you need insurance. I have insurance. No problem. What's next? Well, you know, the teacher didn't reserve the gym in time. Well, what else, what else do you have that night? Well, we don't have anything that night. Then what's the problem? Right. Well, the the superintendent of schools said, I said, well, do I need to call the superintendent of schools in? I said, because I've invested money here. Right. And for me to recoup this money, I'm going to have to go to the magistrate's office, and they're going to send a police officer to the school, right. to the teacher's uh, classroom, and I right. really don't think the students need to see this. Right. But if I don't get my money back, you leave me no option. Right. And that was really the conversation I had with the principal. Then I called the superintendent in schools, and by the way, if you are a voter in Lexington County and this woman is running again, you're wasting your vote if you vote for her. My opinion, but the conversation I had with her, well, you need insurance, have insurance. Well, our legal department has to look over this. It's no different than the insurance policy you have for any athletic right. event that you have in your school, which according to my insurance agent who sells insurance, yeah. Why would I take their advice on it? I mean, you know, what they know? That? that seems yeah. foolish to listen yeah, to. Why would I listen to somebody that sells it? You know, what am I thinking? <laughs> so um, basically what it is, is if, if the reason schools and places like that want you to have your own insurance policy is because if something were to happen, their policy doesn't go up. Right. It's, a, it's basically, it's spectators insurance is all it is. They have to have it for football. They have to have it for baseball. They have to have it for track and field. They have to have it for the chorus having a concert inside the school. They have to have insurance right. for the spectators at these events. So when they, when they start talking this garbage, oh, well, you don't have this or you don't have that, you already have it. But yeah. basically, I'm just getting double policy. Right. So, But I digress. So we, we did that. And they're like, well, you don't have security. Well, how much security do you need? I can get security. I can get you uh, bouncers from bars if you like. Football teams, I've seen football teams do, yeah. do security at shows before, and they love doing stuff like that. I've also seen uh, you know, off-duty police officers, which you have a police officer there that has to be there. I understand that. Right. We were going to pay that police officer. Um, that was definitely not a problem. That was something that we had talked about doing. And they was like, well, you need uh, this many police officers. Well. 
I can find this many police officers. Well, you know, we, we need, I said, why don't you just come straight out and tell me what the true problem is here? Yeah. Because the true problem obviously hasn't been touched on yet because what you're doing, because what you're doing is you're dancing around a real problem or what you feel is a real problem. And I said, I'd like to know that, what that is. Yeah. And she said what the problem was, she didn't feel that we were donating enough money to the school. Oh, wow. Th th these were her words. Well, we don't feel you're donating enough money. I said, well, okay. What? So somebody's willing to do something for you that, that you have no risk of losing any money. Right. Not, I personally, Bob Keller, assumed all the financial risk. Wow. Every dollar. I personally assumed this risk. Wow. Now, I was guaranteeing that obviously the ring and the sound and everything yeah. that was needed, yeah. the permit for the state of South Carolina, making sure all the wrestlers had their licenses, making sure that wrestlers were paid and all that. All that was fell on me. Nobody from the school contacted Brett Wolverton right. and said, you know, can you, announce, can you announce a show? Yeah. I announced, I, I went to Brett, Brett, here's the date. Got it, boss. We're good. So I said, well, explain to me how much you feel you should get. Yeah. Well, we feel we should get at least 60%. I about fell out of my recliner. Right. And I said, well, please to explain to me how you come up with 60% yeah. when you're not putting any risk. Right. Well, I personally feel you could donate more money. I said, well, I personally feel you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> right. And, right. and she goes, well, you don't understand what goes into doing one of these. <laughs> Enlighten me. I said, ma'am, are you trying to piss me off? Right. I said, because you are succeeding. Yeah. I said, you're going to sit here. You don't even know me for one. I said, right. I realize we're not doing a show now, so I could pretty much throw this under the bus. Yeah. I said, for one, I'm taking all the financial risk. Right. If you draw 10 people, you're going to get something. Yeah. You're, you also get 100% of the concessions. You're yeah. getting a portion off of every ticket sold. Yeah. If you want more money, here's what I suggest. You sell more tickets because the tickets right. I sell, you get a smaller percentage. The tickets you sell, you get a larger percentage. So the idea would... for would be for you to sell more tickets. Right. I said, you even get more money off the people that walk up. Yeah. So you tell me what, where you think you're gonna get more money from us because at the end of the day, I'm the one that has to go into the athletic commission's office with a check for 5% of the gate. Right. You get paid before the, before the state does. So you're getting your part, I'm paying 5% of money that you got, not 5% of right. the money that I got. You're, I gotta take, if, if, if $10,000 comes in that door. Yeah. $10,000 is what you pay that 5% on. That's it's right. not paid based on, okay, well, I paid Brett and I paid John Schuyler right. and I paid everybody else. And at the end of the day, that $10,000 turned into $9,999 uh, because apparently I'm notoriously cheap. So, uh, you know, and then I give them their portion. So now I'm paying that 5% on, no, I pay it on the $10,000. Right. That's what people in their situation right. doesn't understand. And it really it turned into a bad thing because my daughter uh, kind of and, and the dance instructor both kind of got tangled up in this thing. And oh, wow. uh, my daughter, who was owed some money for, for back pay as far as teaching, the school all of a sudden said, oh, well, we didn't approve this, you know, even though they had already paid her once, you know, they, you know, they backed up, so wow. the the deal with Swansea fell through, and it was that's that was why. I mean, I, I've not embellished this. If, if, if has that story changed no. one time since I've t told it to you the first time? No. And I, I'm really one of those. It's something 
this had, back in 2004, I ran a show in Camden, South Carolina. I had Greg Valentine booked. Right. And he had an agent named Michael Valancourt. What an idiot. Um, he calls me a week before the show and says, hey, I need you to change the date to your show. Greg has another show in Lenore, North Carolina. Well, he was working for Tony Hunter. Right. I said, well, I said, why don't we do this? Why doesn't Greg come do my show first? Yeah. Cut across Charlotte on his way to Lenore. By the time he gets there for the main event, no bubbles, no troubles, no big deal. Everything's right. good. Oh, I don't know that you can do that. Well, maybe if you change the date. I said, well, I can't do that. I've already put out radio advertising. I've already put yeah. out my posters. Tickets are already sold. I can't change my date. Yeah. I said, Greg agreed to do the show first. Oh, no, no, no. He agreed to do the other show first. I said, well, when did they book him? Oh, they booked him about a month ago. I said, well, I booked him November. This is April. I win. Yeah. Should have been my show. And, and right. I will tell you, it cost Greg some other bookings with some yeah. other promoters up in West Virginia. Right. Um, but he showed up the day before, did an autograph signing. Then after the autograph signing, drove to Greensboro to do an autograph signing for somebody else and then calls me, or actually I had Michael Valancourt call me the day of the show. Oh man, Greg's stuck on tra in traffic on 85. Well, from Greensboro to Camden, South Carolina, you didn't need to be on 85. <laughs> oh, Not so. where he was at. Right. He was on the other side of Charlotte, headed towards Lenore. So um, that's the infamous when you hear somebody on, on one of the shows go, yeah. hey, would you book Greg Valentine? That's why I won't book Greg Valentine. <laughs> right. um, and we were honest about what happened. Yeah. And nobody in the audience was mad. Right. Then we had a situation at the hangar where I woke up at 11 o'clock that morning. We'd set the ring up the night before, so we didn't have to be in a hurry or anything. And I have a message from Moose mm -hmm. that says, hey, man, I'm in Indianapolis. I don't think I'm going to make it. And that message came to me at like 1030, 11 o'clock. Right. I got it at 1130, quarter after 11, 1130, something like that. And I said, well... Obviously not, but you knew you were in Indianapolis the night before. Why couldn't you message me last night? Right. So. Why would you think you'd be able to drive yeah, from Indiana yeah. to right. South Carolina? Obviously, obviously when time. you looked at the map and you said, oh, that's just a couple inches, you <laughs> didn't kind of take into consideration what you were dealing with there. Right. So I got on the phone, and everybody knows Barbarian and I are close friends, and called Barbarian, and I, you know, as I have done many times, Barb, I need you to bail me out of a situation. Right. Oh, brother, what you need? Moose isn't coming today. Can you be at the hangar? Oh, be there at 4 o'clock. Thank you. Do you need me sooner? 3, 3.30. I'll see you 4 o'clock. No, that, no, 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 that, that's, no, he was there on time. I just, I like to bust Barb's chops. But um, we got there, and I talked to uh, Brett a couple other people and told them the situation and said guys I want to go out here and I just want to address this thing head on just going to not going to say that he was injured last night right. or anything I'm just going to miss the flight no nah, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to carry my phone anybody wants to read it I'll just hand my phone around the crowd yeah and everybody was kind of like well man maybe I would do it I said no I found with the Wrestle Force crowd and especially the Columbia crowd right if you are honest with them yes they're not going to be mad there's no problems right they know that I did everything I could do. Right. If I knew somebody wasn't going to be able to make it, I'll give you a case in point. John Schuyler was originally booked for our upcoming event on July 14th at the filling station in Casey, South Carolina, Star Spangled Bash. Uh, bell time, 5 o'clock. Tickets are available at soscustomtees.com. Also at the filling station, uh, Schuyler was originally booked to wrestle on that event, and he was booked the previous day in a, on an event in Baltimore 
and they asked him to clear his calendar for the second day in case he were to advance in the tournament. Right. And he contacted me and he's like, you know, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> my rule with my guys has always been you take your first booking. Yeah. And that's why he contacted me yeah. and I said, look, um, you go do this. You're already going to be in Baltimore. It doesn't right. make any sense for you to lose that booking to keep, right. I, you know. Uh, and I know Dan McDevitt knows those guys up there. I've known Dan for 20 years. Um, and I know Dan didn't do this to screw with me or anything like that. So I told right. Skylar, I said, you just you go ahead and take that right. deal. And what we'll do is on September 8th, John Schuyler will face whoever wins the uh, Rumble. The Rumble on July 14th uh, for the WrestleForce Heavyweight Championship. So uh, we're still going to get some John Schuyler. It's just going to be at a later date, no problem. Uh, and we announced that immediately on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. As soon as we knew about it. And John came right out and said, hey, guys, it's my fault. This is the situation. This is how we've come yeah. up with the idea to remedy it. Uh, and I've always felt that that's the best way to address things. No, not to wait to the last minute or let people go on and believe that uh, this is going to happen. And then the day of the show go, well, guys, I'm sorry, but this isn't going to happen. Right. Especially today with the social media. Oh, yeah. You, you, you get burnt very quick because you, you know, people go, oh, well, and, you know, as I'm holding my phone here and, and I look down, Oh, well, this guy's in Tucson, Thompson, Arizona Thompson Georgia tonight. He's not here. To, what, yeah. Why isn't he here? Right. And, you know, that's, you know, that, yeah, that's the, how the, I deal the, with the, things. The what? days of injury angles right. are long gone because you can clearly yeah. see the next day, hey, look, I'm on yeah. my flight to California. He wasn't even in Augusta, Georgia the <laughs> night before. Well, I think that's one of the reasons that the WrestleForce fans were so excited to hear about you guys coming back is because you had built – such a good reputation with your fan base, and WrestleForce is something that that in in South Carolina and beyond you have a really good reputation. Well, you know, sometimes I walk into a building, and somebody will go, "Hey, it's Bob Keller," and I go, "Dude, I put my pants on the same way you do." <laughs> Back, you know, come on, man. You know, and and you know, it's it's very humbling. Um, and even it's been what almost two and a half years since our last. Yeah. I think we looked at the the poster for Fall Brawl. It'll yeah. be three years this fall, and in that time, almost every show I go to, somebody will ask me, "When's Russell Force coming back?" Right, right. Which is a great feeling. And um, unfortunately, for the longest time, we had to go. Don't know. Probably you know, not. We're, we're working on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'll be honest with you, um, the reason these events uh, were happening, the lady that owns the filling station. Again, was asking, and I'd worked with her at previous bars. And, you know, I love Tammy to death. You know, she's great people. Um, you know, she she's worked hard for what she's got there at the filling station, and um, she she's just a great person. She's always always been good to me. Um, there was a time when I was, uh, as a matter of fact, when I left the hangar, um, she was working at a bar in Blythewood, South Carolina, and talked to the owner, and, and they picked me up on Saturday nights there, and that was you know that was Tammy's doing. So when, when she said uh, she was looking for a way to get new people in there, new faces and everything, I said, we can do a wrestling event. Right. Yeah, and she's, oh, God, I'd love to do a wrestling. She goes, I don't have any room in the building. I said, we'll do it out in the parking because we've got a fenced-in area yeah. out in the parking lot. This place used to actually be a two-car garage. Right. And they've remodeled it. It's beautiful on the inside. Uh, and they've got a fenced-in area outside. So the, the patio that she's done amazing work with, her, Renee, and Tanya, and uh, Regina, all the girls there, they've really busted their humps to, to make that place look beautiful. And um, yeah, I so said, we, we'll do a wrestling event. And everybody there seems to be really excited about yeah. it. Um, I would have actually given this show to another promoter 
had some other craziness not happen right. and i wouldn't because I, I was really done with with running wrestling events you know i got the karaoke show i just recently yeah. got married and the the company that I, I built storage shelving in schools right and that this especially this time of year i'm anywhere from 75 to 80 hours a week sometimes so i mean i run run pretty crazy sleep is a vicious rumor around my house <laughs> um so um but some things fell the way they fell and you know wrestle force looks like it's going to be back we're we're looking for a permanent building uh, i'll go ahead and I've, I've told brett this a couple times um we've looked at a couple buildings some people are way too proud of the buildings that they have <laughs> um way too proud i called a, a guy about a building about five miles from my house roughly and it's been sitting empty before i called him it had been sitting empty for a year and a half um and i got i, I called him about a year ago so now it's been two and a half years nobody in it right. i said hey man we're looking to run a wrestling school there run two events a month you know other than that you know it's not like there's going to be a daily business coming in that and it, it's in a residential not a residential it's in a commercial building yeah. And he goes, oh, business like that, I'm going to need a full year's rent up front. Oh, my goodness. I said, well, you, you've had other businesses in there. And, oh, well, you know, business like yours, I'm sure that, uh, you know, that's something that people just flake out on pretty quick. I said, so as I'm offering to give you money, you're going to insult me on the phone. Right. I said, not that I am have a perfect credit score, but I'm pretty sure I got a pretty decent credit score. I'm, I'm okay, yeah. you know. Ford didn't just give me a truck because they like yeah, me. Yeah, right. Um, you know, my house, yeah, the bank felt sorry for me and said, well, we don't want you to be homeless. <laughs> you know, all those people laying on the streets in Baltimore and Washington, D.C., oh, forget them, but Bob, we're going to give you a house. No, I mean, you have to work hard for things like that. And this guy, this guy is like, okay, you know, call me when you, when you change your mind and you want to rent it out. And I guess he hasn't changed his mind. And his exact words to me were, well, if I get down there, I'll give you a call. You can come t look at it. I still ain't heard from him, so apparently he doesn't even go visit his own building. <laughs> um, I looked at another building, and I, I know whatever I get is going to have to have handicapped bathrooms and be handicapped accessible and all that. I, I know what we need to have. Right. One place even looked at me and goes, oh, well, you know, if you lease this, you can remodel the bathrooms. So what you're telling me is you're giving me permission to spend $15,000 remodeling your building. Right. That at the end of the day, you're not going to give me any of that back. Right. How about new? Yes. Yeah. I don't think that's going to work out. So, uh, the, the right buildings out there, I just haven't, right. I just haven't found a chat. Um, and we're going to. We're, we're um, we've had a couple bites, and, and, and I've also I've had some ideas of some things that we want to do. Um, a couple of them have fallen into place, and a couple of them, not so much. Uh, but I don't let the, that deter me. Um, if I let things like that deter me, you and I wouldn't be talking right now. Right, right. Um, we, we, I, w I wouldn't know who Brett Wolverton is um, because when I first got into the wrestling business, even some of my own family, they weren't supportive. Right. Yeah. Oh, you'll never do it. I, I grew up in a little town in West Virginia, uh, what they call the Eastern Panhandle. It's made up right. of three counties, Berkeley, Morgan, and Jefferson County. Jefferson County, which is very rich, all actually very rich in Civil War history, but uh, Jefferson County's uh, Charlestown, West Virginia, Harper's Ferry, uh, that's where uh, John Brown uh, was, uh, uh, tried to free the slaves and right. uh, go after uh, government gun manufacturers and stuff right there in Harpers Ferry. Was tried and hanged in Charlestown, which is right up the road. Um, and then, you know, not very many people, I don't want to say not very many people, but it's not like uh, 
that's the hand-picked section for a lot of things. Right. Um, and we've had some great things happen there. The movie uh, Sweet Dreams, the Patsy Klein story, was actually filmed in Martinsburg, where I grew up. Uh, you know, Vicki Bullitt, she, she was an Olympic uh, female basketball player. Uh, the drummer from Godsmack, Shannon Larkin, he, he, uh, he lived there for a while. And uh, so, I mean, there's, there's things that have happened there, but for somebody like Bob Keller to come out of Musselman High School, a, a school that was named after a guy that owned an apple packaging plant, <laughs> um, you know, things generally like that don't happen. Uh, but out of my high school class, Samuel Ball, uh, who was an actor, moved to New York, became an actor, uh, uh, was in the movie 13 Going on 30, and I think he's done, uh, co he, uh, did you ever see the movie 13 Going on 30? I did. He played the hockey player. Um, uh, is that the one with uh, Zac Efron? Wait, which one am I thinking? No, 13 uh, Going on. 13 Going on 30, I don't think it was Zac Efron. I'm, I'm trying to think of her name. The girl that does the Capital One commercials. Uh, dag on it. Somebody's sitting there. Jennifer listening. Garner. Jeff Jennifer Garner. He played Jennifer Garner's uh, boyfriend in the movie. He played. Oh, uh, that, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He played. You. He played a hockey player. Uh, right now, Sean Kane screaming at the radio. <laughs> Bob, it's this. Sorry, Sean. Um, but uh, Sam went on and did that movie and did some other stuff. I think he did some uh, Law and Orders and things like that. So, but for Bob Keller to come out of that area, that wasn't supposed to happen. And if I would have listened to everybody, I would probably still be in Martinsburg wondering what I want to do when I grow up and uh, I moved to the south and I continued on I kept pushing forward and is Bob Keller going to make it to the WWE I'd almost bet money at this point no it's not going to happen but Bob Keller has trained a couple guys that have done things with the WWE right. um, am I perfect far from it uh, but when it comes to teaching psychology and the basics um, there are some that are better. They're named Les Thatcher, Dr. Tom Pritchard, Lance Storm, you know, those guys. But in, in the Carolinas. I'll have to Google those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Carolinas. There's a couple of matches or two out there. Yeah, in the Carolinas. No, I, I'll stand behind this comment. I don't think there's anybody that teaches psychology and the basics uh, better than I do. Uh, and the only way I think that would change at this point is if a guy named Boomer Payne opened up a school. Um, I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah. Uh, no, don't. <laughs> I don't need the competition. No. Um, so, like I said, I mean, if if, uh, if I listen to everybody, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. The karaoke show, that was another one. Everybody said, oh, that your idea won't work. Yeah, well, tell the number of people that come and sing with me on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights, or, right. um, you know, the, the some of the bars that I've worked in that, uh, you know, bar owners made a lot of money and didn't know what to do with it. Uh, <laughs> what y'all laughing at? Bob just did the universal sign for snorting cocaine. In case you <laughs> they, they, not, but it was not they, me that did that. Now they, just, they may no, not no, like no, cocaine, no. but they love the smell. They love the smell of it. Yeah. Um, they 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 measure how much they made by grams, not by dollars. So, but but yeah, I mean the things that I've been told that I can't do. I'm I'm, I'm one of those people that say, okay, I can't do it. Watch, I'm going to. I, I think that's the case for a lot of people in wrestling. Right. Because it, it's one of those things where you hear it and you go, oh, you're gonna try that. Right. And one of the greatest feelings I ever had in the world, in 2010, I had my 10 year reunion. Yeah. And I had classmates come up to me and tell me, when we were in school, we had people said, I'm gonna be a doctor when I grow up. I'm gonna be a nurse, a lawyer firefighter dentist whatever i said from middle school on you said you were going to get involved in wrestling you're the only one that went out and did it right right <laughs> i'll tell you i'll tell you funny uh 
Sean Kane is a guy I graduated high school with. He listens to all of our shows. Uh, he, I seen him a couple weeks ago. Went went home to see my my grandparents, and Sean Sean and I went out to breakfast. And Sean's a school teacher now at Muslim High School, where I graduated. And he tells his students this every beginning of the year. Every year he tells his students this. Bob Keller was a dreamer, and he had a dream. He had a vision of what he wanted to do in life. And he told I told Sean this. We were in graduation. I, I'm not kidding. We were sitting in our graduation. And I'm leaning back in my chair, leaning back like this, and I'm, I'm acting like I'm asleep, but I actually was sleeping. And Sean elbows me and goes, man, what are you going to do with your life? I said, I'm going to become a pro wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells people that, you know, yeah. I, I knew that day what I wanted to do, and, you know, I, I set out to do it. And if it, was, and, you know, uh, if it wouldn't have been for Neil Superior having a school in Hagerstown, Maryland, I may not have lived that dream, or I may, may have got, got on the wrong path. Um, and then after Neil passed away, you know, Shane Shadows uh, started Championship Pro Wrestling. And I was one of those guys that at the time, you know, people from South Carolina and that area, they didn't travel much. They traveled within the Carolinas. They wouldn't venture outside of right. certain areas. They, right. If it was more than an hour from the house, oh man, I can't go, I can't get back home. Yeah. An hour, come on, man, that's, that's when the road trip's just starting. That's right. Let's, that's right. let's go up the road and, you know, we were doing eight-hour trips, and I was doing shows right outside of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, and right outside of Pittsburgh, where Boomer's from, and that's where I met Boomer, yeah. was actually in Pittsburgh area. And one night, I was in uh, Jay Eagle's locker room in Chesney, South Carolina for American Pro Wrestling, and he walks in, I'm looking at him, I know that cat. Where, where's, that can't be him, hey, that guy's from Pittsburgh. Right. And he walks up and goes, hey man, I said, what are you doing here? He goes, I said, who travels to APW, Spartanburg, man, or Chester? Or not Chester, I'm sorry, uh, Chesney. And uh, sorry about that, William. And uh, he uh, he goes, nah, I live down here now. And I was like, wow, you know, so, and, and Boomer would take trips to Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, there, there was a guy named Michael Devine that uh, he wanted to travel a little bit and, and do some things. So come on, let's go. And, you know, he had been wrestling up to that point 12 or 13 years. Name had never been in a magazine or anything like that. He goes up there. Tim Walker's got him in magazines, and yeah. you know that's the first time he'd made the fi top 500. And you know, people use it. Man, Bob, how'd you get in the top 500? Maybe I wasn't always great, but I was in the right place at the right time. Right. That's what pro wrestling is. That's right. You it's, all, it's all about getting your name out there and getting yeah. noticed. I just saw a thing on Twitter today with the, the 500. It's yeah. that time of the year again. Yeah. And PWI now has thing where you can apply. Basically, it's to right. get on the radar, because right. yeah. you got to think there's 500 spots, but there's thousands upon thousands of wrestlers out there, and you can go, well, how come I didn't get noticed? Did you right. do anything to get noticed? Right. Yeah. What do you, it, Show but, them what you've done, who you've right. worked with, who you've beat, but, but where I, you've been. Unfortunately, though, now it's it's an application process. Right. right. And and I think you know, the, the days of guys like Tim Walker, and Tim Walker still goes to the shows at Elite right. Pro Wrestling, guys that we're bringing into WrestleForce on July 14th. Uh, we, we've got some of the Elite uh, Pro Wrestling Alliance guys coming down to WrestleForce. Uh, Tim Walker still goes out to these events and takes pictures for the magazines and yeah. still does write-ups and stuff like that. I, when I first started, you go to a show, you had guys like Tim Walker and d different correspondents. You go out there, there's a photographer at ringside. Yeah. They, they weren't just a photographer taking pictures for the organization. They were a correspondent. 
Right. They might not have been employed by the magazine, but they were selling stuff to the magazine. Right. They're selling their picture stuff. That, that, in my opinion, is kind of a lost thing. No, you're right. And and that's that's why I guess PWI has turned to the well. If you want to get noticed, send us your stuff so we can take a look at you. And right. um, and and unfortunately, I think there's going to be a lot of great talent out there that even still gets overlooked. But maybe because they didn't send it in, they were too busy, uh, maybe setting up a merchandise table or working on a wrestling event rather than sitting home on a Saturday night going, how do I get into the top 500? Well, what's, what's frustrating to me in, in doing, you know, I'm trying to report on all the wrestling from South Carolina and I'll message a promotion and message a promotion, hey, would love to get your date, would love to hear who's on your show, would love to get the results, would love to talk about your show and nothing. Mm -hmm. like you don't hear anything back. And it's just so frustrating. It's like, here's somebody saying, I want to put your product out there and uh, it's just it's, it's frustrating. So July 14th, the filling station, the big, you, you said, announced on your podcast, could be more than a 30-man rumble Yes, this a vacant it, title. You know, it started out as a 20-man regular over-the-top rope battle royal. Then when it comes down to the last two people, the, the last two guys will wrestle for the WrestleForce Heavyweight Championship. It now becomes a regular uh, pin, pinfall or submission match. Well, then it, 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 I was getting messages from people. Hey, man, I'd really love to be part of this. And you, you and, and that's anytime you run an event, guys say, hey, man, I see you're running again. You know, you, you happen to have a spot or I've got that date open. And, and it got really to the point where I was telling people, guys, anything I've got left is maybe a spot in a battle royal. Yeah. Show up. If I got enough people, I'll add more people to it. And then, right. it, then it grew. I was like, well, gosh, I got 30 people here. You know, I, I, actually, at one point I had 28. And I was like, well, I got a couple people I want to contact. I'm going to hold off. And. You know, and then it got to 30, and I still got people contacting me, and it's gotten to the point where I said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. If I get the right people, I'm not right. just going right. to throw people in there, but if I get the right people, I'll bump this thing up to 35 people. Yeah. Um, and it could turn out to be 35 people. You know, I've got a couple surprises. Got some people that, uh, that have entered this thing that, haven't been seen in a while. Haven't been seen in a while, and uh, there's going to be one or two that probably surprise people that you know. Know us. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that know us that are going to go, wow, he's in a WrestleForce ring. Wow. And, you know, there's a former champion has contacted me. He wanted in. I said, absolutely, you know, but I'm not announcing who it is. It yeah. gives you a lot of speculation who That's it is. Right. No. A lot of people were speculating that it was Skyler. Skyler has announced that he yeah. will not be there. Yeah. So that eliminates him. We know it's not Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander's got a, a job for this little company known as the WWE. Yeah. Same, same with Gunner. He had to Gunner. vacate the title. Yeah, he had to vacate the title. So, I mean, I don't think he's because coming back. Quite... Just because we bought shiny new belts doesn't mean that he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's coming back. Yeah, i to see those, yeah. Yeah, so uh, in... So we got that. We uh, Hoss Haygood's coming back. Deion Johnson is making his first ever appearance in WrestleForce. And Deion's been a mainstay in the Carolinas. Yeah, and for, he's never been in WrestleForce. And never been no, in WrestleForce. Um, and I, and uh, I'll tell you, Deion was actually one of the first people that I wrestled when I moved to South Carolina. Um, Deion's either – there's been times he's been offered stuff. It's just he's not been there or he's not, he's not been available for those dates. Right. Uh, so when when you look at it like that, that's why he he wasn't there, uh, or why he's not been in a WrestleForce ring. But uh, Derek Vanderford is another one that that'll be making his uh, WrestleForce debut. Wow. Uh, 
Brandon Paradise, the only person that has ever been in every, every WrestleForce Rumble, yeah. has entered the WrestleForce Rumble. Gotcha. Um, but if that t that should tell you something right there. Brandon Paradise, out of 30 to 35 men, is the only wow. one that has ever been involved in every single one. There's two other people that have been involved in some way, shape, or form, but to actually be in, in the, the Rumble, uh, and the other two are sitting here on your show. Yeah. You know. And uh, I can actually say I was in the first one. Right. Yeah. Oh so, my word. Yeah. <laughs> that is that I'm look I'm being shown a picture of the that's awesome. Of the new WrestleForce tag team belt. Uh, that is sweet. The, uh, I'll I'll show you the uh, there's the color of the heavyweight belt. I love it. Yeah. So I love um it. and that design, my daughter actually hand drew that. Wow. Um if you ask Brett a question while you're doing that, I'll flip through here and <laughs> I'll find gonna, that he's picture. He's gonna try to find the original. So sketches. Brett, let's change gears a little bit. Okay. Uh I was on Redbeard's weekly trim. Uh you got a lot of buzz. <laughs> Multiple time winner of the <laughs> ring announcer of the year. Oh, the Brett Wolverton Award. I, I, I did take a little uh, offense to it being called the Brett Wolverton Memorial. I, it's like, I'm not dead yet. Oh, wow. It's beautiful. It, it's, uh, that, that's just an understatement. Um, but um, but this is your first time at Viral Pro? It is. It is. Um, <coughs> Bob Keller, talk for him. You, Bob, you're not the only one. You did I found a whole out, segment on your I, podcast I, I found about out that, that a handful of people have been pushing... For, for me to make an appearance yes but, here. but 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 see you were I, the one that hooked the promoter okay there you go out. there you go that that, that okay. was that well, was the, the but who, who, who do you think is the one that always talks first <laughs> <laughs> but, hey uh, don't yeah. it when they, when credits do i take it you know <laughs> you know I, this isn't my first time in thompson georgia i did right. a few shows here earlier this year but it is my first time at viral i'm looking forward to it a lot of people really cool setup here. that i that i've had the opportunity i do i, I love the setup there's a lot of people here that I've had the opportunity to work with before. Quite a few that I haven't. Yeah. Uh, Wade Adams was on the show tonight. I haven't seen him in probably three years. Yeah. So it was great catching up with him before the show started, or when everybody was kind of starting to make their way in. So I'm excited. Any time after close to 15 years of doing this, where you can go somewhere new, yeah. meet some new people, right. it's a blast. I did Queens of Combat a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the gals there I'd never worked with before. Really? So it was, it's fun having to go, because I don't know if you've ever seen the notes that I keep. I keep everybody's information in I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going, God, I've got eight or nine people here that I'm going to have to add to the computer sheets that I've never worked with before. Right, right. The irony of you doing Queens of uh, Combat. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> I know. So uh, July 14th and September 8th, and you 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 want to make it? It's been made official, but WrestleForce is going to be running regularly. That that is we, that's you're back full force. That, that's what we look like right now. And of course, you we're still doing our stuff with OSCW. Yeah. Um, OSCW is almost and, and Skyler has said this. If you want that WrestleForce feel, yeah, go to OSCW because Bob you know, and I both have yeah. a strong hand and yeah, and the direction that goes there. Not necessarily. All the booking and everything, but the the flow of it. Right, how thing. As a matter of fact, the flow that is all Brett and I. Yeah. You know, um, there, there's there's a lot of things when somebody said like like viral pro wrestling, they they, they use my sound and lights and and, and uh, guardrails. So you know, it's kind of a WrestleForce feel or OSCW feel when you look at that. And then when you put Brett and I together, yeah. The timing, Brett and I don't have to. Right. look at each other and go I need you to do this or I need yeah. you to do this yeah. Brett knows if, if bell time is at 5 o'clock yeah. and we're not doing our pre-show yeah. if it's 5 o'clock 5 minutes till 
Brett's standing at the curtain Wait, and, and almost and, pacing. And if he on, and if he's waiting on if he's waiting on me, the words he's waiting on are Brett the end of this, this song, song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the, the the song you're like an intermission. If you you ever watch Brett at intermission, uh, I, I will pull back the curtain here a little bit. I'll give Brett the song that he's listening for. Yeah. And you know, let's say it's ZZ Top's Tush or or um, whatever whatever song. Brett, this is what you're listening for. At the beginning of that song, Brett will say, "Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you have just a few more minutes before uh, making your way back to your ring, back, back to your seats." Seat. Yeah. I'll and, be making my way back to the ring. Right. <laughs> and by the end of that song, Brett's music hits. He's already in the ring, yeah. doing any raffles or anything. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready to start the second half of the event. Here we go. And you know, we don't have to. We we have to say very little to each other when it comes to that kind of stuff because we've done it so much together. If if we're in an event that we really don't have any control over anything like that, and the event's starting late, Brett will be looking for me yeah. <laughs> because he'll be he'll be wanting to see how I'll probably how hot be I'm just getting. as frustrated as he is. And, and I'll be in the corner. I'll be I'm shaking my head and. I, and you want to see Brett get frustrated? Let somebody hit the top of that bell. And then yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll find me looking for Brett because I want to see the face, his face when somebody does that because he goes, oh, kill him. Nails on a chalkboard to me. Uh, so, I may do it tonight. I don't know the timekeeper tonight, so I may have to ask him before the show starts. Yeah. Um, have you calibrated that bell? Yeah. <laughs> So tickets at soscustomtees.com. Where can people go to listen to life lessons and pro wrestling? Podcast.com. Look for Russell Force Radio Network, Life Lessons Pro Wrestling, uh, Preaching the Truth. Double Chin Twins have a few episodes up there. They haven't updated in a little bit. but Yeah, the Double Chin Twins are really hard to get in the same room because Taylor no longer lives at home. Right. <laughs> and, of course, uh, it's no secret that the podcast studio is in my house. Uh, it was in my man cave. Uh, we did the first year in the, uh, in, the cave, yeah. in the cave. That's why you'll sometimes hear me say from the Russell Force Radio Podcast Cave. Uh, but now we we have a little studio that, that I built at the house. And um, my little girl has grown up. She's getting married next year. So uh, the Double Chin Twins, and we'll probably see more of them now because I vacuumed the pool and it's open now. Yeah, it's um, warm weather. Yeah, it's season. warm weather. So I'll probably see more of the Double Chin Twins there at the house. Uh, and they'll put out some more episodes because they've always—they're always fired up about something. So we need to sell some T-shirts to pay for the wedding. SOSCustomTees.com. Get yourself an I'm a Keller guy or an I'm a Keller gal T-shirt at SOSCustomTees.com, and uh, or Brady Crocker—he's not going to donate to the wedding, but he might bake some cookies or something <laughs> for me. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for that. Hey, can you do a cake? And I'm like, well, the, I can bake it. I can't decorate the, it. Uh, um, of course, there's Russell Force DVDs on soscustomtees.com as well. All the uh, Russell Roast. Uh, all the Russell Roast. The uh, uh, it must be 18 or older for those. Yeah, some of you might as well be 25 or older. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and, and as she's standing here in front of me, we I should have uh, thrown a shout out to Three Count Design. She does all of her posters and yeah. and, and all of her stuff. She does a fantastic job. Um, I told her what I wanted and. Uh, I told some other people my ideas, and they used my idea before I did, and I just rerouted and did something else. And uh, you know, Ashley came up with an amazing poster for the Star Spangled Bash. It's great. Um, it, it, uh, it's different. I think it stands out. And uh, uh, anybody out there listening, uh, give Ashley a try. Three Count Design. Um, you know, let her have a chance at making your posters or. or some of the uh, artwork that you need for your social media pages or your website, Ashley can do it uh, and get it taken care of for you. 
And we're working on getting, uh, I've got Meltdown and Fall Brawl from WrestleForce. We're working on getting on the SOS Custom Network. Star Spangled Bash will be up there. And uh, I'm excited. I'm trying to immerse myself and get caught up in my Russell uh, Force. There, there, there's some great matches in the Russell Force history. You know, Cedric Alexander, John Schuyler. I was just did, getting ready to say the same they thing. They did a 30-minute match. They did a 45-minute match. It, over the course of three matches, I think they wrestled well over an hour. Yeah. And each one was better than the last. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, these were hard-hitting matches. Even John will say some of the hardest shots he'd ever taken in a match were against Cedric. You, and, you know, that whole series actually wouldn't have happened. Um, the, I, was, I was standing in the DJ booth one night at the hangar. It was Cedric Alexander and Vordell Walker. And this is the second time they had wrestled for WrestleForce. And I love both these guys. But they were beating the ever-loving you-know-what out of each other. Yeah. And the crowd just was not reacting. Yeah. And I was like, man, that, I, can't, I cannot come back with a rematch with this. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm putting John in there with Cedric. And I had walked walked into the locker room and I said, uh, next month it's you and Cedric Alexander in this building. And he's like, what about Vordell? I said, well, I don't think he'll be in the match. I'll have to find something else for Vordell. I, and I love Vordell. Yeah. Vordell is a great talent. We watched him and uh, Harry, Smith. Harry Smith down yeah. at OSCW, man, just tear it up. And Vordell, it just, for whatever reason, it, the, the Maybe it was because nobody wanted to boo Cedric or Vordell. Right. You know, and everybody, but it, it just, what for whatever reason, there was that, the, the Russell Force crowd, you know, by, by not saying anything at all, told me a whole lot right. that they just weren't into what they were doing. And Cedric and John come back and just really turned it up. And uh, we got a whole program out of those two with that. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys, thank you. You've been so generous with your time today. I appreciate it. Looking forward to the show. As you can hear in the background, the show is getting ready yeah, to kick off. they're doing sound checks, which means I should probably start so, getting hey, suited up. Hey, thanks so much. Man, hey, and, thank uh, you, man. And uh, you, we appreciate you being on the show, or, or actually having us on your show. <laughs> you know, I haven't been yeah. invited to yeah. be on your but, show. But, no, I'm just getting ready to say, we need to have you on our show, is yes. what, what I was about to say there. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later.